Our scripture passage this morning is Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 through 6. And our sermon title is A Just and Merciful King. This is the Lord's word. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness, he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips, he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion, and the fattened calf together, and the little child shall lead them. May the Lord bless them in the reading, bless us in the reading of his holy word. Good morning once again. Children, let me ask you a question. Do you know the name of your parents? If you so, just raise your hand. All right. Do you guys know the name of your parents? That's good. Do you know the name of your grandparents? Oh, how about your great-grandparents? Oh, how about your great-great-grandparents? Oh, yeah. It's hard for us to know sort of who we, how far back we can track our ancestry, right? For most of us, we know our parents, our grandparents, but after that, it gets a little bit fuzzy because we don't really have a direct relationship. We don't hear our, we hear our parents talk about their, their parents, our grandparents, but for our parents to talk about their grandparents, well, that's a little bit more difficult just because the mortality rate was a lot shorter than it is now. And to go back even further and further, it's, it's almost an impossibility except perhaps a record that you read. But there's something beautiful about knowing your heritage. There's something beautiful about knowing your history, right? Children, you know that you're going to become like your mom or like your dad. Who who of you are more like your mom? Raise your hand. Oh, look at that. Who's more like your dad? Raise your hand. Who's more like your grandma? Raise your hand. Grandpa, raise your hand. Okay. Yep. And a lot of us here, we know that we're more like our mom or like our dad. Or our parents say, no, you're more like your maternal grandmother. That's, that's where you get your strong, you know, your strong character from. But there's something beautiful about knowing Jesus's heritage. And to know that his lineage is very similar to ours. Jesus's lineage is one of royalty, but it's a royal lineage that is full of misfits, full of people who disobey the Lord, full of people that we would imagine have no place in the kingdom of God. But we know that Jesus became the Savior and the King 
because of God's faithfulness to that lineage and God's sovereign will to show to you that Jesus himself was not only fully God, but fully human as well. Isaiah predicts that one day there will be this Messiah in the lineage of David. And he says that in verse 1, there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. Children, you know who King David is? You know who King David is? His father's name was Jesse. Ask your parents if they knew that. Did they know that? King David's father was Jesse. And Isaiah, in his prophecy, told the people of Israel that the lineage of David, the king, the one who brought Israel to prominence in the international world, him and his son who eventually built the temple for the Lord, Solomon who who extended the borders of Israel to, to, to its largest. All the nations saw that Yahweh, God, resided in Israel. We know they disobeyed. And there was a question of whether or not, God, will you be faithful to our lineage? Will you be faithful to this Davidic king lineage? And God says unequivocally, I will. Now listen to this in Psalm 89, verse 29 and forward. If you have your Bibles with you, um, please do open up. Uh, Verse 89, Psalm 89, verse 20. Sorry, verse 29 and 4. My my glasses deceived me. I will establish his offspring forever. He's talking about David. And his throne as the days of the heavens. But listen to verse 30. If his children forsake my law and do not walk according to my rules, if they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, verse 32, then I will punish their transgression with the rod and the iniquity with stripes. The psalmist is always already seeing that in the lineage of King David, that there will be people who transgress against God. And God being the just God that he is, will bring punishment upon them. But listen to what he says in verse 33. But I will not remove from him my steadfast love, or be false to my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter the word that went forth from my lips. Once for all, I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His offspring shall endure forever, his throne as long as the sun before me. Here's something that's beautiful about the line of David. Jesus came into being through that line, not because of the faithfulness of the people in that line. But God chose that line because God made a covenant with David. And despite what happens in that line, Jesus will be born. If we go to 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 Matthew chapter 1 and we look at the lineage of Jesus, you're going to see a lineage that's very much similar to yours. Growing up 
in the Korean church and growing up here in Atlanta for many of you, you will notice that your parents will often say to you, we don't talk about that side of the family. Or we don't talk about that uncle and and what he's done. And what's really sort of funny about that, it's like everyone knows about that uncle or everyone knows about that that side of the family, but no one wants to talk about it. There's a lot of things in our history, being Korean American or Chinese American or Asian American or whatever culture we are, that we have enough skeletons in our closet. And we might look back at it and say, I'm ashamed of this. But if we look at the lineage of Jesus, we will see that he has the same skeletons as you and I. The prostitute Rahab is part of the lineage of Jesus. And Matthew himself puts her name in there as a reminder to you and to I that God is the one who is faithful. It wasn't the people in the lineage of Jesus. And in the end, Jesus himself was born because of God's faithfulness. Let's sort of just stop right here. There's something very practical about that for you and I, is there not? You are not beholden by your lineage for your salvation. You are not beholden by your mom or your dad or your grandparents or what happened before. You can come to know Christ right now with or without all the baggage that you perceive to have. God's grace to you is that full. God's covenant to you is that faithful. There's nothing in your past lineage And dare I say, there's nothing in your past life and what you have done beforehand that can separate you from God. That all you need to do, all we need to do is to declare Jesus as our own. Another thing to, to impress upon you this holiday season when you go see friends and family And you're like, oh my goodness, this family reunion is going to be crazy. (laughs) Or this family reunion, there's there's been a lot of different changes and dynamics. Instead of going back in dread, go back with hope. You who know the Lord should be hopeful in all things. Go and share the gospel. Yes, I said that. Share the gospel. Tell them, I've, I've changed. Jesus is my Lord, and Jesus changed who I am. The way I perceive things is very different, mom and dad. It's very different, uncle and aunt. It's very different, my cousins. And I know that maybe you don't understand that, but I want you to know that this is who I am and what God has done. 
Jesus came not ashamed of his lineage and his family. But Jesus came to preach the good news to all. You too, be not ashamed of where you came from. Know that God is faithful. I've always been surprised when I moved down here to Atlanta. Uh, myself, growing up, I'm 50, 52. Oh, I can't believe I just said that, but I'm 52 years old. And when I was growing up, you never saw any Asian parents divorced. You didn't see that. Uh, when I went to college, it was the first time I had a lot of non-Asian non friends, and I was like, oh my goodness, about half of them were divorced. When I came down to Atlanta in the early 2000s and was working as a youth minister and, and an English minister, I realized that about 40% of my youth came from divorced parents. A good portion of them were here without proper visas. And you could feel, you could feel the shame. You could feel that this defined who they am. You could feel that they weren't good enough for Christ and good enough for Jesus. But no matter what happens in your family, no matter what happens in your past, God himself loves you and is with you. Praise be to God that Jesus himself demonstrated that modeled that for us in his incarnation. Jesus must be the son of God. He must be. The, the Bible must be true. If you were to write, if you were to write about a, a God who came down to earth, would you really put in your lineage all these people who disobeyed God? Would you really put in this lineage all these people who failed God? No. But God did so that we may know he came for you. And he came for me. He came for all of us who are broken and downtrodden. We move on very quickly. We do have communion today. So you are blessed that this message will not be as long as it usually is. The second point here is to see that the Savior who's going to come, this king, this lineage, this, this king, Jesus, who comes from the rod from the, from the um, rod of Jesse, this person named Jesus, that this king is the king that we've all longed for. Who do we want? Children, let me ask you a question. Who's more fair and just? If it's your mom, raise your hand. If it's your dad, raise your hand. Kids, you know who to run to to get a fair answer, right? Right? You often know that. And in fact, children, children want someone. And in the beginning, they want what they want. But as they grow older, they just want someone who's fair. And then for you as well as, you know, your college students who are older, you want your parents just to give you a fair shake. And if not, you, you run to someone else and say, let me tell you about my circumstance. Tell me 
What is just and what is righteous in this? You don't say those words, but you just say, what is fair? Because you want someone to rule over what's happening in your life. We all do. It's part of being human. We want the wrongs to be made right. We want the injustices to be made just. We want that which is true to, 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 to billow forward in our lives. And in this prophecy, Isaiah is telling us that the spirit of the Lord that falls on the Messiah, that falls on Jesus himself, he will have the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Excuse me. He will delight in righteousness. He will judge those who, who will take advantage of the poor. He will show equity to the meek of the earth. This is the king that we desire, and this is the king that Jesus has come to be. This king in the line of David. He is not a whimsical king. He is not the king in the, in the guise of the Greek gods who, who simply do what they want like Zeus. But he is a Messiah or a king. The second person in the Trinity who by his very nature is righteous and just. He cannot do elsewise. This Messiah has come to rule over us in justice and righteousness and to do so that his kingdom shall reign. Children, let me ask you another question. In your family, whose kingdom is it? Your mom's or your dad's? If it's your mom's kingdom, raise your hand. If it's your dad's kingdom, raise your hand. Okay, we have different answers there. Okay. I'm not going to ask the adults there, but uh, we have Jesus as the one who rules over our lives. His kingdom and his kingship of righteousness and justice is what we run to. When you are having trouble figuring out what shall I do for the rest of my life, help me, Lord, to find what is righteous before you and just before you. Jesus is there to help guide you when you come to him. If you have questions in your workplace about how to perform and how to act, Jesus is there to give you guidance of righteousness and justice. And if you need the impetus to help those who are poor, Jesus will demonstrate to you what it is to love the poor as well. Jesus came here to be your king. Not simply to be someone who gives you good advice. He's not simply your partner, but he's someone here to rule and to lead you into paths of righteousness. Brothers and sisters, I implore you, there is nothing more human than for us to desire to do what is right and just in our lives. There's nothing more human than that. Because of sin, we do what we want to do for ourselves. 
But we all know that the more selfish that we get, the more we self-destruct ourselves and, and destroy the relationships around us. But we know that it is human to do what is right and what is just. And the more that we do what is right and what is just, the more human we become and the more loving we are to one another. Jesus is the one who is righteous and just. Jesus is the one who will demonstrate that to you. I implore you, seek Christ in all things, and surely he will lead you into life everlasting. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy in all things. You are a just and merciful king. We thank you, Lord God, that you did not, Lord, come into this world, Lord, dressed in regalia, with your angels blasting, Lord, their trumpets, with a declaration, Lord, that you, the king, has come. But you came as a meek baby. And not only did you do it in, in such a way that, but you also did it, Lord, in such a way, Lord, that you did not have a lineage to boast about, but you demonstrated that you came to save those that were frail, like us. So, Lord, we ask of you, Lord, for us here who are frail, save us. Help us, Lord, not to be ashamed of our past, not to be ashamed of our lineage, but help us to know that your salvation is for all. Help us also, Lord, as your people, to trust in you for justice and righteousness. To, Lord, not live a life just for our own pleasure and for our own self-benefit. We know that that leads to self-destruction, Lord God. But, Lord, to live for what is just and what is righteous, for what your scripture calls to simply live for Christ, that that itself is life itself. We thank you, Lord, that we do not live by principles itself. That would be too wearisome. But we live in a relationship, a God who loves us, who speaks with us, who guides us, who cherishes us. And we thank you. And we ask of you, Lord, make yourself known to us that we may worship you all the days of our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. <laughs>